0: from the creator of Star Wars from the director of Cocoon a world is awakening why with the strength of my
1: great army can you not find one little child
0: it's a dangerous world that's why we need your help your journey has
1: just begun Willow Heroes come in all sizes. But adventure doesn't come any bigger than
0: this. Find the child. Find the
1: child! We are not afraid of you! After them!
0: You're gonna get a kill! Adjust them completely.
1: next great adventure you are great willow coming in may you're listening to movie sucktastic The old scott opening what did i do there <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's the opening but that's not the one that uh i said hey
0: no one cares moving on
1: yeah no <laughs> one cares i said hey maybe we should put uh you know some countdown sounds in there <laughs> like, whatever i've totally forgot to play the opening of the show too
0: that's right <laughs> so this welcome ep- to movie sucktastic Rolling on in the new year as normal.
1: Uh, yeah, this is the uh, we haven't recorded in a while. Joey forgot shit edition. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and, but you know, I, I feel refreshed. I feel renewed. I feel a little less uh, sad and suicidal than I did at the end of last year. Yeah. And uh, so maybe we'll be able to, to, to forge ahead. I maybe. We can always and, try. And, and I, I think it's 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 uh, we're taking a positive light step by reviewing uh, this episode, The Light Family Fantasy Fair Willow, from 1988.
1: Your journey is just beginning. <laughs> did you catch that in the trailer? Yes, I did. Somebody said just beginning.
0: Just beginning. <laughs> Your journey is just beginning. Sh- should we Should we, Should we? we do another take? No, no. That's no, it's perfect. We're not going to use perfect. that anyway. Wrap it. <laughs> no one's going to watch this fucking film.
1: No, we're not going to use that anyway. Yeah, it's just, you know. Yeah. We we got fifty other takes where you don't j- don't say just beginning, <laughs> but Lucas is like you know there's something about this, I think we need to use it.
0: Yeah. The other trailer was just Lucas crying for thirty seconds. Uh, uh,
1: no, actually, I think it was him laughing for thirty seconds. Mm. <laughs> Fuck him. Sorry.
0: He, anyway, he, he's like last
1: do? year I did I did Howard the Duck and now they gave me hundred and fifty <laughs> million to do this. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> morons, and they're going to go see it. Actually, they didn't go see it.
0: Well, um, they, it, 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 it eventually made its money back, but yeah, it was not a success at the box office.
1: No. The, you know After Howard the Duck, uh, <laughs> it, was, it was kind of the beginning of the end for Lucas. Um, he hadn't directed anything other than Star Wars. Made a billion dollars off of that. Decides that he's not going to direct the rest of his own trilogy. Which was the smartest move he ever made.
0: Yeah, okay, yeah. you know what? Because I, I even think at some point he realized, yeah, I'm not that good.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's just like, you know, I'd rather just sit back and write this stuff and let ev- let everyone else do their thing and I'll chime in when needed.
0: Yeah, I, I caught lightning in a bottle. I'm done.
1: Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Did, I mean, he did American Graffiti, which is a, de- is, is a decent film. He did THX. Uh, he did the film THX, whatever that is, eleven thirty-eight. And then he did Star Wars, and then that was it.
0: See, now I got to look because if I'm wrong, I'm going to sound like an asshole.
1: <laughs> well, what do you mean?
0: <laughs> no, I was right. THX eleven thirty-eight. Huh. Oh, okay, eleven thirty-eight.
1: Just beginning.
0: It's just beginning.
1: It's just beginning. Um, so Ron Howard he directed this film, hot off the heels of Cocoon, and. He was an up-and-coming director uh, Cocoon was a huge hit and, and Luca- Lucas
0: glommed onto him immediately
1: correct but uh, you know Lucas you know he has his, he had his fingers and a lot of pies in this and this doesn't even feel like a Ron Howard film this feels oh, no. this feels like a film where Lucas and and other people assisted Ron Howard into making George Lucas's vision
0: uh-huh you know, oh, sure. Which is
1: kind of what Lucas does with every project that he's on.
0: Yeah, because he's such a visionary.
1: Yeah. Uh, about the, you know what? Yeah, about the only thing that he was actually good at, and it wasn't even him entirely, it was just his money, was creating uh, THX, like sound, sound, and mm-hmm. uh, having a huge hand in making Industrial Light and Magic.
0: Right. which, which um, Their fingerprints Willow,
1: are Willow... all over this
0: right and Willow willow was the first film that they used the morphing thing oh
1: in. god that yeah. and you could tell, tell that someone's of,
0: that's kind of new in this
1: yeah and someone's like jacking off to it you know it's like oh this is so great <laughs> it's like oh she's going to be a bengal tiger now she's old <laughs> <laughs> it's like wait what <laughs>
0: Which I, I when that scene turns her, that I scene goes on and she looks at her hands. I was waiting for her to go. I'm 17, asshole. What did you do to me?
1: <laughs> that scene goes on way too long, by the way. Like she's like seven right, different that's, animals.
0: That's like the whole film. <laughs> well,
1: the whole film goes yeah. on way too long. And Warwick Davis. I mean, obviously he was an Ewok in Return of the mm-hmm. Jedi, and Lucas. I, it Lucas really catered this film around him. All right. I don't know if he was trying to make Warwick Davis like a star in some way, but I, I don't know.
0: I, I got a whole thing about not Warwick Davis personally, but the whole dwarf thing. Okay. That I don't know when I want to get into that because that's gonna. Uh I'll okay. probably Probably anger somebody, but uh, <laughs> uh, but I got my notebook out for this one. Oh boy. Uh, the old, the old notebook, and and I, I actually, wasn't going to take notes during this because
1: I, I watched this movie over a month ago. Because <laughs> 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 we decided to do holiday films for a couple of a uh, couple of weeks. Uh-huh. So, uh huh. So I watched this a month ago. So I'm basically going to be reliving this as we review it. <laughs> That's how this is reviews going to go well, by
0: me. I I haven't seen this film since I was, uh, in 1988. Because why would I?
1: Uh true. I've actually seen this a few more times. It's one of those films that they played a lot on cable, like Cinemax and, and whatnot.
0: Right. Uh, but the weird thing is if it's on cable, you just you do not I mean you have to watch it.
1: This is also and, true.
0: And I didn't. <laughs> but I just it was, watched Gung Ho for like the eightieth seventh time.
1: That yeah, that was a that was a Cinemax special.
0: Oh, that was yeah.
1: On Cinemax constantly. And we've said this on the show and I've said it numerous times. The big thing with Cinemax back in the 80s and 90s was, you know, we have we're showing 500 movies this month. This month we have 487. This month we have 600 movies. That was their thing. It wasn't like we're showing you quality stuff. It's just we got a lot of it. We got bulk. But
0: they But they <laughs> but they, they would still play Gung Ho twice a day.
1: Yep. Yep, they'd find time to do it.
0: 500 films sounds like a lot of films until you break it down into hours per day. 24-hour days in a month. It
1: sounds like a lot of films until you look at your own Plex collection. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I,
0: oh, I, by the way, as of today, all three of my hard drives are maxed out. Oh, boy. I, I went to I went to throw uh, Indiana Jones and The uh, Last Crusade on, which I don't even like. And, it, and I got the, the third, oh, this drive is full. It's like, oh, shit. It's not I have to go and delete stuff. And I've been deleting, but oh, not really? enough. Not enough. Yeah, so my <laughs> I gotta I gotta pare down my seven terabytes to like, oofah, uh, six and a half. Dear Lord,
1: <laughs> how many films? Uh, are, are is it four thousand something like that?
0: Uh, the exact number as of now. Let me bring it up. Is, uh, bring up Scott Oh, that's unwatched is two thousand five hundred. Total oh. films four thousand six hundred and fifty-seven. What is wrong with you? I well, All right, you know, some stuff I, I kind of grab, I instinctively kind of grab everything, anything that's a horror film from the 80s, so yeah, I can pair some of that off. You know, there's there's some stuff I, I on here I don't need, but <laughs> I'll admit that. And I'm a completist, too, so I, I have, like, all the aliens, and I, I hate most of them. Well, yeah. You know, I have all the aliens versus predators. Why? There's no reason for that. I agree. There is no reason for that.
1: I mean, there's no reason why I have Alien vs. Predator director's cut. Uh, <laughs> I, there's no reason I have that either.
0: Well, but, it's, worth having, it's worth having the director's cut. Come well, on.
1: I, if there's a director's cut or if there is an extended cut, that's the version I'm going to get. If that's the intended version that they wanted me to see, that's the one I'm going to put in my collection. That's just how I... This is how, how I roll. As a matter of fact, I didn't realize that the X-Files, the first X-Files movie, mm-hmm. um, I didn't realize that that had an extended edition, which I oh. now have.
0: I, I don't <laughs> I, I don't have either of the X-Files films.
1: I actually like the second one better than the first one. The second one is very dark.
0: Can, I, I, can I admit I never even saw the second one?
1: Uh, I would have said the same thing up until a couple of years ago when I just happened to catch it channel surfing. And oh I put,
0: shit! I put it I on. Do the first, I, I do have the first X Files film. I oh, take that back.
1: It. Oh okay. See, huh. this because you got like five thousand movies on there. You don't even know what you have.
0: Oh no, I have. Fight the future is the second one, right?
1: No, that's the first one.
0: That's the first. I have it, but the only reason I have it is because it's a rift tracks.
1: Oh, okay, the second one is called uh, "I Want to Believe," which right. both F- "Fight the Future" and "I Want to Believe" are the shittiest names. Oh yeah, <laughs> that they could have picked. Oh yeah, yeah. They could have, they should have just called it X Files Volume One or X Files Volume Two, you know, or the X Files, and the X Files, you, know, r- you know, like you know, I I or whatever. It just Mulder fuck Scully. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Sol- sold out. There you go.
1: They're done. Fifty done. million opening weekend.
0: But but yeah uh, yeah so I, I I'm I'm maxed out. So. I I, I, fl- I flew too close to the sun. Yes, you did. You got burned, baby. And and it's probably one of the reasons why I was watching Willow on your Plex because I didn't even feel like adding it to mine.
1: (laughs) Yes, I did notice that. Sorry. Uh, (laughs) You know what's funny about that? Mare calls me real quick before we get into Willow.
0: Uh Uh-oh, here we go. She calls
1: me and she says, there's a loud beeping noise in the basement. And I said, oh, I know what that is. That's my battery backup that my computer is connected to. If we lose power or there's a surge, the battery backup will take the brunt. I said, what you need to do is you need to go downstairs, turn off my computer, turn the pa- battery back up on and off. Oh, no, I'm not doing that. What do you mean you're not doing that? I'm not doing that. It's so easy. This went on for like two minutes. So basically what I had to do is I had to do it when I came home and you were already watching something and someone else was already watching something. I'm like, this battery is going to die any second. <laughs> <laughs> so I had I t- I texted people and no one's responding and I'm like shit I just have to do it. So, I apologize. You were in the middle of watching Willow when I did it.
0: Yeah, but what, but that would have been a godsend, believe me. <laughs>
1: like, <laughs> but
0: Oh, the movie stopped. Wow. Thank you, God.
1: Did it just freeze up? No, no. It, how does it work when cuz I've never been disconnected by someone else's Plex before. You caught
0: me you caught me before I turned it off.
1: Oh, you did. You were able to turn it off? Oh, Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Fine.
0: So, I uh, yeah, you know, but so yeah, but I was watching it last night. I sat down and I was just I was, you know, alone in my office, just watching this film, and I wasn't gonna take notes, but then the first screen came up, and it, it's the uh, the old, uh, a long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away bullshit, because Lucas is original when it comes to shit. Oh yeah. And it talks about how Queen uh, Bob Morda, and this is why I don't like fantasy. Don't
1: they call her Bad Morda?
0: I, I guess it was Bab was Bab B A V, so it sounds like Bad Morda. That's that clever name thing. Yeah. That's like Bad Mardigan which at first it sounds like they're calling him Mad Mardigan. No, his whole name is one word, Mad Mardigan. <laughs> so they just took Mad Mardigan and put it together, a horrible name. And that's why I hate fantasy, because people always, they always have to give people silly names. Yes. But oh, Portia, yes. you know, or Corsha, or, or everything has to be, like, wrong. It has to be, It has to be. A, every name in a fantasy book is something that you have to, like, try to pronounce. It doesn't just roll off the tongue. You actually have to stop and go, uh, Gwendolyn. 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 Uh, you know, so fuck that shit first of all, but first it comes up, we're not even into the movie yet, and it says, Queen Babmorda is told that a child will bring her, and I'm paraphrasing, that a, a child born in the kingdom will bring her, about her downfall. So she rounds up all the pregnant women and vows to kill the children when born, or kill the child when born. Yes. Immediately I hit pause. Says what? You're an evil prince, you're an evil sorceress, just kill the pregnant women. <laughs> what the
1: fuck? She has to make sure that the uh, the child is born.
0: No, no, you no. She has to make sure the child's not born by killing them. Mo- Immediately I'm done with this film.
1: Well, I get what you're saying. I agree. If she's evil, then she's not going to have a problem killing pregnant women. But there's exactly. a part of, there's a part of her that says, "Well, I don't want to kill someone for no reason. I want to what wait for yeah, this baby does. to be born." <laughs> well, no, that's what I little... that's what I no, take no, 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 from no. it.
0: No, As a, what I take from it is lazy writing. <laughs> well, it's a fantasy film, so we'll just make this shit up, and it has to happen. No, come on, R- really? She she's ruling this whole kingdom, and she's that inefficient that she can't even like cut a middle line between of oh, uh, the child the child's to be born in the distress. Oh, just kill all the children, just kill all the newborns. <laughs> shit, yeah. the Bible knew how to do that. If she's willing kill to all kill, male, kill if... all male children. Oh, there you go, done.
1: If she's willing to kill a baby, she's willing to kill a pregnant woman, so... You're right. Yeah,
0: so line them up. And also, and, and I know we're, I'm jumping to the end of the film, but she can't... When the baby's born, instead of just killing it, she has to perform this ceremony that will drive its spirit, like, into the netherworld or something, which I assume killing a baby would do kind of the same thing.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: So, and apparently, this is a... This is a... Uh, it's, it's a um, ritual that takes about... Three, three and a half days.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, and don't spill anything around that area, or that's a big problem. <laughs>
0: <You> know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, they catch the baby, they go to the castle, it's like, oh, damn, she's going to kill her. It's like, night, next day, bring us the kid back, so I have to perform the ceremony. What have you been doing all night? Apparently wrapping <laughs> herself with gauze bandages.
1: Uh, <laughs> did you notice her makeshift shoes? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Why is she dressed like the mummy?
1: <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like, I don't understand what's happening here. She could turn everyone into pigs, you know, but uh, she can't just levitate this baby up to her. <laughs> and then when uh, Warwick Davis over here, he rec- rescues, um, uh, what the hell is her name? The old lady, uh, Reveal, Revelle?
0: Uh-huh.
1: Rezeal another stupid name
0: I told you was and then
1: uh, she she says to them uh, don't worry I've put a shield around this whole this whole camp it's like oh thank God this is because it's like how come she hasn't done anything again obviously she can do whatever she wants the bad morta or
0: bad morta even look at War- Warwick Davis's character Willow the, the the title the title character the titular character and the main star of the film who got third billing
1: yeah <laughs> Well, yeah, because he Val Kilmer was uh, just off of uh, Weird Science, or he did what did he do after Weird Science? But he was like he was getting hot. Uh, yeah. he was becoming a big actor. Uh, then, but
0: Willow's last name is Oofgood.
1: Oofgood, Willow. I, no, I think it's Offgood.
0: It's spelled Oofgood.
1: But I think that he pronounces it Offgood, or like he should
0: pronounce it "fuck off," because fuck, I'm fuck I, off. I hate this shit.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then Joanne Wally, so hot. In her prime?
0: And, and
1: Who plays Sortion? Burgle,
0: Burgle, Burgle, Burgle cut. Burgle cut. Burgle cut. Bur- like I, twenty times in like in in one five minute scene, I gotta hear Burgle cut. Was he in Time Bandits? Everybody in this film was in Time Bandits. I stopped doing that <laughs> just,
1: just about just you're right, just about everyone was in Time Bandits. I
0: stopped Bandits. doing that like thirty seconds into the town sequence where they go in and it plays like, Oh, that guy's from Time. Bandits. Oh, that guy's from Time Bandits. Oh that no, I should just stop. <laughs> Everybody here's been and stuff because they're all acting dwarves. You
1: know, yeah. the uh the the,
0: the, the the what's his name from
1: Burgle Cut was not in Time Bandits.
0: The, no, not Burgle Cut, no, but uh, what's his name from Bad Santa's in there too?
1: Oh he... <laughs> yes. Yes yeah. he is. He's one of the one of the guys that goes on the um the excursion uh to go bring this baby and then he hightails it out of there with Burgle Cut. Mm -hmm. he's like yeah we're done we're getting out of here
0: well because in the first crowd scene you 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 just like glimpse him briefly in the corner it's like oh it's that guy and then in the back of my head i was like obviously you're going to see him again (laughs) he's like a major major dwarf actor just you know stop (laughs) looking in the crowd because you're going to recognize every other person you see that's right so you got that and all right so let's talk about the little dwarf village yeah let's do it all right this this whole thing is because Lucas, so this whole thing, parent, from what I've read, supposedly, Lucas meets uh, Warwick Davis. Yes. Likes them. Decides he wants to do this whole film, and, and supposedly the original working title was Munchkins. Oh God. Yeah, and his whole idea is let's get a bunch of little people in here. You know, let's get a, and, and they're all dwarves, as far as I can tell. I have very right. few, if any, midgets. Uh, Tony Cox. That's the guy from... Tony Cox, right. And watching this film, it occurred to me that there's a really good reason why they used normal-sized people in the Lord of the Rings as uh, hobbits and then shrunk them down with special effects. Yes. Because dwarves walk funny.
1: Well, what about dwarves the... Dwarves
0: walk very funny.
1: What about the scene at the end where... uh <laughs> where willow and his wife embrace where they almost they run in such a weird way that they avoid like smacking each other in the face
0: it, d- dwarves it, are i mean it's they are physically awkward abnormal people and i'm just it's just a fact not, they're not bad people but watching them is awkward
1: uh, and I'm sure Lucas, that's exactly what he was going for. I
0: don't think so. I think he was going for cute and charming. And I think in his, he didn't, uh, he didn't clue on the reality of, all right, I'm going to get a bunch of malformed people and then have them run around and do stuff. No. And, and it's, it's like, it's, it's bad for them too, because again, like Willow's the star of the film, it's Willow's movie. But let's get a couple of really attractive, tall people to have a love story around because we don't want any of that going on with the funny-looking little guys. <laughs> and oh my God, I'm sorry. I I, I am not trying not trying to be a dick, but honestly, when when the uh, when the the midwife floats the baby off in the river before the giant rats that sound like dogs ate her. Yeah. And then Willow's kids find him. Children dwarves are creepy. <laughs> oh no! I, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Chil- Whoa! <laughs> oh, no, I. Because they're 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 still they're small, but yeah. even though they're like normal sized children, technically speaking, there's you can see that they're not right. There's like the, the the physical parts, and you, it, you it's mean, almost like you, you can see. You, you can mean just, it, it?
1: It's like you can tell they have dwarfism.
0: You you, you can tell that they're not growing right. Even that, even at that point, it's just oh, because because they weren't just kids; they were dwarf kids. It's like oh, it, I, you, you can tell. It's like oh, that's a dwarf child.
1: And what about Warwick Davis's normal-sized hands?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: as a child, as a child, that is one of the things I noticed immediately. I was like, it's, his his hands
0: are normal. It's it's creepy, and his arms are longer, but not long enough. But yeah, I mean, d- dwarves are are disproportionate. You know, and, yep, and yeah. I, I'm going to say this now. Uh, I mean, it, it, you're watching this; it's a fucking freak show. It is, It's what it is. And it's, it's. You feel bad after a while because these people are only hired because they're dwarves. Yeah. And then why did Warwick Davis get this role? Because he's one of the prettier dwarves.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. He, he was. And, a, and like, he was. Uh, he was. Oh, shit. How old was he when, he when he's 17 when he did this? Right.
0: He's only he, 10 years older than his children in the film.
1: Yeah. Uh and he was um so that would make him only during the filming of Jedi which he was an Ewok in, he was only like 12, 13 years old. There's yeah. this whole story because Carrie Fisher just died that uh-huh. that one uh, that she was a very caring person uh as specifically towards Warwick Davis. Uh-huh. Um, like uh, cuz he was he was a child actor in this suit you know for like 10 12 hours a day oh, so sure. she was making sure that he was well hydrated and that he ate something and all that because no one was really doing that for him uh so you know that i just read that story recently because she just passed away so uh yeah he's a kid basically and yeah i guess you're right he's one of the prettier ones Nor- well, you normal know, size that's hands
0: why i i i i have bad mouthed peter dinklage in the past on a, on the show yes you have and all around this one interview where someone he got pissed because someone had said like he got tired of people telling him he's lucky for being where he is because no I worked hard and I still say no you're fucking lucky because you're an attractive dwarf because if you weren't an attractive dwarf you wouldn't be playing on fucking Game of Thrones, you'd you'd be a fucking jester somewhere, and, and and that's just the truth. And he's also doubly lucky that he's an adult dwarf in this decade and not in the fucking 80s. Otherwise he would have been playing backup band in fucking Willow. Yeah uh, yeah yeah he he would have been in this this kind of shitty movie instead of being the heartthrob in a fucking re- uh, like a well-written uh te- cable television series. Uh, that's where he's that's where his career would have fucking been. He is the epitome of fucking lucky. You think you think he has a career, a film career, a TV career in the 80s? No. 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 He's a, he's a fucking he's a fucking extra. He he's a prop in the 80s. Like all these like even di- how even uh warwick was in this yeah uh so well fuck you peter dinglage oh, no 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 that, that, you are pers- fucking lucky s- stop stop that. S- stop no stop. seriously i hate I, that shit i've I'm, I'm t- worked hard i tell you great you worked hard good you're also fucking lucky
1: he yes he is lucky uh but two things two things that i like about peter Dinklage is he's act he actually is a very good actor
0: yes he's a great actor i'm yeah. not saying he's a bad actor at all and he's from jersey so he's okay in my book. Yeah, all right. Everybody's, you know, nobody's perfect. <laughs> oh, don't be so mean. <laughs> but I, I just saying, you know, and you watch this, like, yeah, look, look at what you would have been fucking forced to do if you would have been dressed up as an Ewok at at thirteen. Well, it's, like, yes. I like. Warwick, I think Warwick Davis should just like just like slap Peter Dinklage, like just like, just slap him, fuck some fucking sense into him. Yeah, this is what we had to do. So you can go and, and be a heartthrob, Mister. Uh, Mr. Uh, I have a normal-sized face.
1: <laughs> well, you know, there, there is one thing that Dinklage is doing is he's he's giving other, other, you know, little people, dwarves. However, the most politically correct way to say it, op- more opportunities, because he is realistically right now the most famous uh, ever. Uh-huh. Ever. There's no one more famous than him, as far as uh, a dwarf. actor. Yeah, he's like
0: he's like this generation's Billy Barty.
1: Right, so he's opening. I,
0: that's a good or bad thing. but...
1: He's opening doors uh, uh, for other one. You know, for You're right, people. You're
0: right. I've seen. I've had. I've seen so many other films come out with lead dwarf roles in them.
1: <laughs> Not the, uh, no, the
0: doors opening.
1: I'm just saying.
0: I, what? Name me one other dwarf actor.
1: I can't do that.
0: <laughs> you know why? Because there's no other doors. There's no doors.
1: Uh, uh, you know what's funny, Gary Ullman... He made a movie with uh, uh, Ke- uh, Matthew McConaughey uh, oh. called. Uh, uh, he played uh, Matthew McConaughey's uh, dwarf brother. Oh, oh. What, what was it called? I, I, sh- I, sh- sh- I sh- no, I showed you the trailer. Did you? You? Ha- you absolutely have seen the trailer. I can't remember the name of it. Oh, and
0: and he's not even a dwarf.
1: And no, I know, but they like CGI'd his face on. A, d- oh. a dwarf body or or they they put him in a no maybe they put him in an outfit and they tried to do like forced perspective it was like really oh. weird and awkward
0: um it was like that wayne's film we reviewed
1: oh yeah baby um not baby the daddy baby one. but it was the baby one but it was uh oh I. well what's the, what's f- the- oh
0: it, well, whatever it was, it wasn't memorable.
1: No, no, it wasn't. But there's another one where that. Like, was it wasn't called, had, like, I love you, man, but it was called something.
0: Yeah, but, but again, they took, like, a normal sized person and shrunk him down to, to be a dwarf because yeah. real dwarves aren't funny. They're, they're you know, they're, they're sad little nature's mistakes.
1: There's nature's, and, and, Wow, nature's mistakes.
0: Okay. Well, but I, I mean, it's it's a deformity. It's a deformity. Correct, little man. <laughs> little man, there you little go. Little
1: man. Uh, and, and, yeah, it, well, yes, it is. It is. A, it
0: is not yes. being me, and you know they have reality shows now that people are watching. Are they watching because they really care about the life of a little person? No, they want to watch the freaks. It's a freak show. Freak. That's dicky. what it is. And during the first half hour of Willow, I'm watching a dwarf parade, and it's unsettling. And it, other things too, like like all the all the uh, all of the um warriors in the little dwarf village. I, 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 they called them something, Uggwin or something? I don't even fucking care. But they all had spears. You know why? Why? Because they can look really ferocious using a spear, but give, give those long, floppy arms with the short elbows, give them like a real sword, and they're going to look silly just flapping it back and forth. Because there's no dexterity there for that, so they had to give them spears. Right. That's why they give Willow a sword for like five seconds.
1: That is true.
0: And I read, I read somewhere saying, oh, yeah, he had to learn how to use a sword fight. I says, really? And, and after they saw him sword fight, they took that scene out because all they do is have, give him a sword and have him rush somebody. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. yeah that, how, many, how many days it take to learn that, that fucking move? So, There's right, a, a scene it,
1: where they find Val Kilmer and his teeth are the worst.
0: <laughs> and then they show him brush his teeth and then they're white the rest of the film. They're perfect.
1: They're perfect. The rest of the movie.
0: See, I, I remember that pissed me off. I didn't. Even, I didn't even write it down because I was like, "Motherfucker!" They, they show him and he's got like the mad mardigan teeth. Like, I'm crazy. and then like the next morning he's rubbing his teeth with a cloth, and then he's pearly white the rest of the film.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like how long's he been in there? That is some serious plaque problems.
0: And how long was he eating chocolate? Because that's how easily it wiped off.
1: I mean, it's like that's what years fuck? of neglect. Yeah, uh,
0: one the, shammy wipe later,
1: and he's looking yeah. good. Sham, wow. Uh, wow. Uh, the film with Gary Oldman and Matthew McConaughey was called Tiptoes. Never heard of it. You've seen the trailer. I watched it with you.
0: I do not recall that at all.
1: Such a bad trailer. Uh. I, I, I thought it was, I thought it was, like, fake when I saw the trailer for it. But it's it's a <laughs> real movie. Uh, Jim Jarmusch is doing a new film called Patterson. Um uh, makes oh, makes, cool. makes me think of Wolner. He loved Jim oh, Jarmusch. stop stop stop. stop. Move I on. know, I
0: know, I know. They're called Aldwins. I don't know. Whatever. But I mean, so it's a village full of dwarves and the queen doesn't think about killing the pregnant women, so instead the midwife risks her life to save the baby because I I guess You know, when your job's that bad, anything's better. Um, I don't know why they decided that dressing up dogs as rats was a good idea, but they did it. Okay. And then uh, the dwarves find the baby. They They decide that they have to take it away. Uh, Willow wants to be a wizard. Uh, Subplot, that I don't even know why it's there. And uh, then it's an adventure with brownies and Val Kilmer and a redhead. Uh, And I'm already tired. (laughs)
1: see now i have to see this film by jim jarmusch called patterson because it takes place in patterson new jersey oh 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 enough
0: with new jersey oh
1: no i love i love movies that take place in new jersey
0: it's it's like um it's it's like you're it's 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 like like m night Shyamalan. it's like yeah i get it you're from pennsylvania enough already
1: (laughs) well he mostly does philly but yes you're right um he he more focuses on the city instead of the state but yes
0: oh, you, you are correct I, just check it in my notes here we go right here dwarf children are gross <laughs> oh no and then a couple of, later my god so many dwarves <laughs> oh and, and then you know that's that's why you don't see dwarves in and the hobbit films It's like nah, it's just it's it's unmanageable unmanageable and then they take, so then they take these poor dwarves who again they have like short legs they are and they said, all right, now we're going to take you on a hike through the forest.
1: Yeah, they're going to make you run and walk long. Uh...
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, and apparently, and this makes perfect sense to me, um, from what I read, suppo- you know, the scene where um, uh, the, the the baby vomits on Burgle Cut's face? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, that wasn't part of the screen pl- movie. That actually happened. <laughs> oh, God, really? Because Willow, uh, Warwick Davis walk so weirdly because he's a dwarf <laughs> that the baby got motion sick on his back oh shit so they wrote the whole him being sexy sick part into it oh my god i and when i when i read that i was like i totally believe that 100 <laughs> he, percent he's got the baby thing he's walking like this it's like oh oh i t- wow. it, it it's the reason it bothers me is because it's pure exploitation by lucas Saying, let me get all these little people and put them in a film. and it, it, Even though it's, he doesn't play it like it is, it's still exploitative. It's very much so. Yeah. He's making his own cross between Star Wars and The Wizard of Oz. That's what he tried, yeah. It, I mean, and tell me that those two parallels aren't all throughout the film. The village of dwarves, uh, we have to take this road, this path. It could be a golden uh, yellow brick road and they meet these other characters you've got the cp3 c3po and r2d2 brownies you've got mad martigan who's your han solo character willow's kind of like your uh your um luke skywalker character oh here's the princess she's the bad princess but but she'll turn good anyway and fall for the bad boy han It's, it's so much like everything else he's fucking done it's the only thing he knows how to do exactly and then again it's like it's him like trying to do his own wizard of oz but updated you even have the good witch and the bad witch uh the, didn't mind the wizards duel too much at the end that was like one of the okay parts of the film it,
1: it made me long for the wizards duel and lord of the rings
0: yeah i was i thought the same thing i was like after this i got to bring up lord i didn't but i was like i got to i got to watch lord after this that was yeah. great
1: <laughs> i love that Oh, uh, here's eric the viking <laughs> 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 this is the deadbeat dad in Superman three. <laughs> That's right, it is. <laughs> he's got, a, he's got a little bit more hair.
0: Oh, what's his name again? Eric. No, but I mean, I mean, the oh, oh, his
1: real name. Um, I think it's an Irish oh. name.
0: Because I, but I first saw him for for a brief second. I was like. Is is that is that Jake Busey? He's like no, it's too it's too old for that. It's not Jake Busey. Gavin
1: O'Harely. His <laughs> name is Eric and it's spelled A I R K. Eric.
0: Eric, it's it, it, yeah, it's, it's uh, again, fucking fan, sci-fi is almost as bad, but half the time they don't pull this. But every fantasy thing you ever see, they can't just, it can't just be Steve. Oh man, he was born in Ireland too, so
1: yeah. <laughs> it's Eric the Viking. <laughs>
0: I, I think I'm, this was like I,
1: I almost want to ch- challenge you to Eric the Viking because that's all I thought of when I was watching this it's like oh it's Eric the Viking
0: <laughs> now I have an idea before, when we get there so I won't say anything about that yeah yeah
1: no I have a couple uh, I want to throw by you as no, well no,
0: no, no. Any, I, I'll mention it then okay um, yeah I, I, he, he wasn't that bad I.
1: no he was fine He's a season okay actor.
0: It's hard to blame actors, but like like, uh, Val Kilmer's kind of doing his um, real genius character through most of the film. Oh yeah, that's and but and you can't feel too bad about it because one, you got to blame the director. It's
1: what made him famous, though.
0: Sure, but but again, like the director, you could think he's a hey, you know, can you do a little bit less of the 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 geeky boy to do a bit more like a real man, you know. <laughs> You know, the sword fighting stuff was good. Yeah. You are a good, you are a great warrior. <laughs>
1: yeah, you'll bang uh. later. <laughs> I,
0: I I did like the idea of magic being this 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 like uh, not as as controllable as you'd like. Right. Like I, I like when he shoots the troll. Oh, trolls, by the way, worst thing ever in this film. Awful. Compa- they, they they make the rat dogs look like a great, good idea.
1: Yeah, and you know what? That was really only in there for Industrial Light and Magic. That's it. That's all well, what, that was in there for.
0: Well, what did they do? What, what did they do besides have them walk on a wall? Other than that, they were just guys in like a... You know what they looked like? They looked like the boogeymen from the Laurel and Hardy Babes of Toyland.
1: Oh, wait a minute. I'm not thinking... You're, you're talking trolls. I'm talking about those big snake things. What the fuck were those?
0: Um, oh, the monster?
1: Yeah. Oh, they came out of the, the trolls when they would die. Yeah,
0: he hit the troll. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. why I, I like that idea of like, oh, if I use magic wrong, it does horrible, ugly things. <laughs> I like that. I thought that was the most interesting part of the film. It was like, oh, and it, I forget what that, that that thing's... That thing was named after Siskel and Ebert. It's like called like a a, 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 a Burt Cirque or something like that. Oh, really? <laughs> it's not mentioned in the film, but Press Kits had the name in there, and he admitted that they named... And there was another monster or something here that was named but, after uh, a he, critic as well. They, but he, they he, little he named it after
1: Siskel stuff. and Ebert before they even reviewed it. Huh? He named it after Siskel and Ebert before they even reviewed it.
0: Well, Because I'm sure they had really good things to say about Howard the Duck.
1: Oh, yeah, that is true. <laughs> I, You know what? Yeah. But you know what? <laughs> Fuck George Lucas. Yeah. <laughs> I mean what is the M Night Shyamalan where he's like yeah critics you you're wrong I'm right it's like no no they they're right
0: no don't do that don't they're, do it even they're... if they're wrong don't do it yeah. <laughs> no 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 uh but, no but yeah the trolls it, are, you know it's it's a, it's geared towards family/kids slash kids, so I can forgive things like you know, when the kids say goodbye, and they, they list the monsters like, oh, I hate trolls. Like, I guess we'll be seeing some trolls in the future. Yeah, okay. Yeah. you, you, you got to do that for the kids. I understand that. But the trolls are just guys in hairy suits. <laughs> There's nothing to it. And, like, the, the, sh- the far shot of crawling on the bottom is like, oh, you know, the, the, Ra- the Ralph Bakshi, Lord of the Rings, had better special effects than this. Yeah.
1: I'm, gonna, I'm actually finding out what this movie cost.
0: Oh, don't even tell. It's got to be a well back then. I mean, we're probably looking at a hundred thousand.
1: Hundred thousand, uh, probably a it's bit un- more. Under that. <laughs> uh, I think you meant million, but yes.
0: I meant a hundred million. Sorry.
1: Um, I'm actually thinking this film was probably a little less. Let's see. Under hundred
0: million. Well, no, oh. I mean, because the first movie that they claimed to cost a hundred million was Terminator 2, right? Uh,
1: yes, it, that cost yeah. 104 million. It was the most expensive film ever made at the point. At that point, which was yeah. only three years after this, though.
0: So right. I, so, but so it's probably close to it.
1: So, uh, yet again, Box Office Mojo fails me. So I have to go to the numbers. Box Office Mojo dropping the ball. Totally. Uh, the numbers. Movies released in 1988. Oh boy, that's a lot of movies for January. <laughs> that's the first thing I always notice when I go to the numbers, is how many movies are being released in January. Movies like 18 Again, and uh, Clara's Hart, Dominic and Eugene, um, Permanent Record, Running on Empty, Spellbinder, oh boy, He I think this came out in November, I think it was like a Thanksgiving opening. Willow, where are you? Because this will tell me. It'll tell me how much it uh, cost. Mystic Pizza. Oh my! That actually you're made killing money. me. You're you're me- literally killing me. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I need to know now.
0: You know what I find funny is that uh, on IMDb, the the, um, the uh, description of uh-huh. Willow is, a reluctant dwarf must play a critical role in protecting a special baby from an evil queen. And I get stuck on the first part, a reluctant dwarf. All dwarves are reluctant. Who wants to be a dwarf?
1: Yeah. Uh, it, the, the, even the numbers doesn't list the production budget. It says mm. it, only, it says it only made $57 million. Uh, opening weekend was $8 million.
0: IMDb says thirty-five million estimated. Really? That's got to be bullshit. Hmm. No way this was only thirty-five million.
1: Uh, that's probably before prints and advertising, anyway.
0: It's saying it's saying estimated. God, really? Meaning, for everything? Yeah, meaning like nobody knows.
1: Even the the interwebs, like Wikipedia, is saying thirty-five million.
0: Yeah, estimated. You know what that means, don't you? What does that mean? That, that that means no one really knows how much that movie made <laughs> or cost. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Uh, I'm not, I meant I meant to say cost, not made. Yeah, uh, I got a feeling that someone's padding the books on that one.
1: Yeah, and you know who can get it yeah. done better than anyone? George fucking Lucas. Oh yeah, he knows where the money is. Because you know produced. what? All three Star Wars films ten years prior, yeah, a few billion dollars have been made on that. They they let mm-hmm. that slide. Yeah. Because, you know, George Lucas, he had done uh, Howard the Duck before this, and, um, oh, God, what else did he do? Did he do anything in between Howard the Duck? Hmm. Oh, God, he's, not he's writing Indiana Jones 5. Oh, it says oh. Char-
0: characters. Thank okay, God. Yeah, it's based, yeah. And That's what says, when I saw the credits. story by George Lucas. Oh, fuck. Uh yeah, it's not it's not, even, it's not even producing it's his idea. Oh, now it god says, help us.
1: Untitled Han Solo Star Wars Anthology Film. <sighs> don't
0: don't don't go down that road. Don't. Oh um, my I'm, I'm god. Done. Anthology oh. film? Oh, by the way, uh was what, what's, yeah. what's that The Rebel Rebel Awakens? What was that? Is that what the last movie was? Rogue One. Rogue One?
1: Yeah. Oh, 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 um, oh, oh, oh wait, you mean Episode 7?
0: The one that just came out?
1: That's Rogue One.
0: Rogue One. Okay, don't care.
1: Yeah, I don't care either. And and I, it's all, the, these, it's all the, these
0: people like complaining about shit. it's Like, I don't care.
1: It's the timeline between Episode Three and Episode Four.
0: It's not even a real movie. No, it,
1: those, it, it's just it's all it's filler. that middle it's that filler part that middle part exactly. between Episode Three and Episode no, no. Four.
0: No, no, no. It's, you're looking at it the wrong way. It's filler between the last Star Wars film and the next Star Wars film.
1: Oh yeah. That
0: f- that's all that is. It's, it's yeah. It's, when I say filler, I mean like it's it's filler between the two big features, the epic films. So who gives a shit?
1: I think they still spent a couple hundred million on this.
0: Oh sure they did because it's why wouldn't you spend a hundred million dollars well, these days?
1: When I saw the trailer for it, I'm like, is this gonna be a theatrical release? That that's when I looked at it. I'm like, this is not like a kind of made for Netflix Amazon thing. Oh, this is a real movie?
0: Yeah, I was surprised too.
1: And I was like, I have no interest in seeing this.
0: Opening weekend for Willow, $8
1: Yeah, I said that. Did you? I sure did.
0: I I didn't hear that in between you not getting the right answers.
1: Not giving the right... (laughs) Oh, wow. Don't be a dick. Sorry, I couldn't help it. There are so many uh, titles attached to George Lucas that say Star Wars.
0: It's not even because he's producing and shit. His well, name's it's, attached well, it's, to everything it's, cause it's, cause because he it's was the original ca- creator, etc. So yeah. you can't even Everything says
1: characters buy, you know. Yeah. So that's, holy God. Yeah. You want to talk about Lucky? Let's talk about George Lucas. He had an idea that was executed well and made billions of dollars off of it. There you go. Uh, and on the on the
0: backs of everyone else. Sure. And you know what? It's not to say he didn't put work in, work hard and stuff, but you, you know, luck is a factor in everything. Yep. Because cause if he had failed, if he had done everything right and failed, what would they say? Oh, that was bad luck. Then why yeah. can't it be good luck if you do everything right and win too? Because the absence of bad luck... I'm getting too philosophical. Let's move on. Uh, <laughs> uh, what What is the most painful part of, of Willow for you? besides the dwarves we've already covered the dwarf the whole dwarf thing is painful and awkward and unnatural uh what 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 what's the most painful part of the film for you um it's probably i see i don't want well,
1: it's probably the whole romantic angle i just found myself to be completely <laughs> bored by it
0: wait wait you don't... mean that romantic angle where where he's drugged into liking her
1: yeah and possi- <laughs> possibly the two little pixie fuckers <laughs> Are anno- they're annoying as brownie, shit?
0: Not pixie, brownie. Get it right.
1: Whatever, brownie. The fucking Kevin Pollak did it because he needed the money.
0: Well, dude, I would have done that if you <laughs> on, It's a, it's a. He's an actor, comedian. That's a major film. Why wouldn't you do it? He needed the money. Uh, now, one thing I read is it said that John Cusack lost the Mad Mardigan role to Val Kilmer, and the whoever wrote it said that. Val Kilmer says it's one of the biggest regrets of his life? I seriously doubt that. <laughs> no. I, I don't think... I, I really can't see John Cusack looking back on his career right now. Okay. Damn it, I wish I'd gotten in Willow. John Cusack uh, look,
1: said it's the, one of the biggest regrets? Not being in it.
0: Oh, really? Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't believe that for a second. Just like I wouldn't believe it if someone said Val Kilmer says Willow is one of the biggest accomplishments of his career.
1: Well, when did he say that? I mean, is that I an interview didn't, from, didn't like... He
0: source it. Someone just wrote it. Okay. You know,
1: I it, don't believe it. Because the only reason why I th- think he might have said it is because he kind of not fell off the face of the earth. This is John Cusack. But yeah, around 1988 was not, like, the end of his career. But it was, like, really waning at that point. He wasn't doing like in the 80s he was doing movie 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 and then out of nowhere it just, he just kind of disappeared for a little while so i think when he said that it might have been around the time when he was making that film Tapeheads <laughs> Tim I, Robbins yeah. you know he
0: did Tapeheads instead but dude right after that he's in Eight Men Out Say Anything Batman a Little Boy um The Grifters True Colors Shadow and Fog that's all like 88 through 91 Okay. I mean he was working. He was doing a lot of stuff. It was a major it was a it was a lead role in a major blockbuster release, so that much I can understand. But in hindsight, I, he can't look back and go, Oh, I wish I'd gotten that.
1: Yeah, I don't think he, he when he was quoted as saying that, I'm pretty sure that wasn't like say five or ten years ago. I
0: think it was when he was interviewed on on the set of tape heads.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh man. Possi- I regret possibly that. yeah. Yeah, you know it's I, like that's it, what it was. It was probably not when he when he did Gross Point Blank, or they were giving him money to direct his own film, which was uh, that. Oh shit! What was the record store movie that he did with Jack Black?
0: Um, that I uh, Vint,
1: uh something records or something like that.
0: No, 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 no! You're thinking of um, Empire Records. It's not Empire Records. It's it's based on the uh, the novel by uh, J- uh, Hornby. It's um, High Fidelity.
1: High Fidelity.
0: There you go. Yeah, which I'm not a fan of, personally. I never,
1: uh, I've never seen it.
0: I, you know, it's not a bad film. I just don't care for it.
1: Yeah. Okay. It, so yeah. George Lucas does. Uh, he's executive producer on Labyrinth, um, which is considered uh, a classic uh, by most. Yeah. I, yeah. I really like Labyrinth. I still do. Sure. I think David Bowie in there is excellent. But of An course,
0: executive producer means he didn't have enough control to fuck it up.
1: Yeah. And. Uh, Jim Henson pretty much made that movie.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh so and then he did Howard the Duck. <laughs> uh and then between Howard the Duck and uh Willow uh there was really nothing but like little things like uh Captain EO <laughs> with Michael Jackson for Disney Studios. Um he did a, a TV show called Ewoks, 26 episodes.
0: I remember that. Yeah. Hmm. I remember the big premiere of oh, it Never mind. was a that, that big came out, deal.
1: Why is that in between? Yeah, okay, because Howard the Duck, it was before, right before Willow. 85 to 86.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Okay. God. Hit, I'm just looking at uh, Lucas' <sighs> career as an executive producer.
0: Well, executive producer. It's I all mean, it's,
1: Star it's, Wars and Indiana Jones.
0: He's, he's got hands in, but he's not really doing it. As an executive producer, what the fuck is that?
1: It's just all Star Wars and Indiana Jones.
0: Well, yeah. What the?
1: F- and you know what? He's like, you know, I I, I directed the episode one, two, and three. Uh, I I didn't direct stuff for a long time because I didn't just want to be known as the guy that you know did Star Wars. It's like, dude.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, that's what it was. Are are you, that's why. Are,
1: he, are you kidding?
0: <laughs> that's why he didn't direct for a long time.
1: It's like, you haven't directed anything but Star Wars. Direct something else and show me. You know?
0: Oh, I... You
1: know, it's like... uh,
0: Something about that bubble. You get people in that bubble, uh, in the industry or whatever, and they just start believing their own shit. Or just, can't just come out and say, "Well, you know, I, I like producing better. I was like, no, I didn't want to be known as that. Yeah, you didn't want to be known as a Star Wars guy, because that's been such a hindrance to your career. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you only own yes. like uh, like a, a, a bajillion acres of land, that, and you with it, you have llamas all yeah. over it.
0: Yeah, and like, and like, Adam West, like, oh, Batman ruined me. Batman's the only thing you ever did that was good. What are you fucking talking about?
1: Yeah, it's like it, it, you decided to be in Lady Chatterley's Lover. That's your fault, <laughs> <laughs> dumbass.
0: And who paid for that? We all did.
1: Yeah, and he did that like in the seventies. It's like, what's wrong with you? Come on, Adam.
0: Yeah. Willow was a really hard film to watch without thinking of every other film. Indiana Jones with the whole sledding snow thing. Yep. Uh, You know. Oh, The only thing I like about Willow is every now and then it reminds you it's a fucking kids film. Yeah. Because after that snow thing, when Mad Morrigan gets rolled up in the giant snowball, they're like, oh, wait, that's right. This is meant for children.
1: Uh, I don't think I'd, I'd, I'd let my children watch this. Not because I think they'd get scared. But right, I just, I'm not talking I'd... about
0: your age children. We're talking about young, you know, family film. We're talking about 10, 12. Yeah. Still well, children. Well, no, I
1: think my kids can handle this. I just don't want to watch it again.
0: I don't think your kids should be watching this. This is scary. Look at that big thing at the end. Yeah. When you're willing to let them watch Superman 3, you let them watch Willow.
1: <laughs> if you think I'm going to save you, I'm not. Not the, I'm not that person anymore.
0: <laughs> God, it's still the best Superman ever.
1: I don't, I don't do that stuff anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Even his his suits darker. It's oh, like it's, it's, like, fucking it's brilliant. like it's I, like, yeah. Know, he he's fucked up.
0: <laughs> I think it's what I love about this show. I mean, just to do a little quick because we've been doing this for a while now. A long time. And 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 not professionally. <laughs>
1: You know, you know, it was funny. My brother in law was telling me that uh, he had done something online where he saw that uh, just like a, a, a YouTube channel with X amount of subscribers, and they also have a podcast, and they make like twenty five thousand dollars a year uh, doing it. And he's like, he's like, how come you guys don't get that? It's like you're. And I said, we're just not that popular. <laughs> Uh, but you know, no, we have like a thousand subscribers on YouTube. We have thousands upon thousands of of downloads for of people that listen to our show from all over the world. But I, I just we get flagged on YouTube. There's just no way we're going to make that kind of money.
0: Yeah, you know, I mean, not to make excuses and stuff, but also, I don't. We don't have the time.
1: And that's what I told him. I said I'd have to quit my job in order to make this work. Yeah, where, you know, um, if I was our, like a
0: if I was like a, a, a graduated high school student living at home, you know, and, and with an upper class family where I could get technology and shit and do it, so yeah, of course I'd be doing this nonstop and trying to. Those that's why all your YouTube stars are like seventeen or eighteen. They're young because they got the f- fucking time on their hands.
1: Yeah, they have time to constantly yeah. produce, constantly, uh, 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 you know, put up content and advertise and be it just I, I don't have that kind of time i uh, i work I, a 40-hour work week and this, then i have side jobs that i do I, I just don't have the time
0: and the whole family thing whatever the that's whole about.
1: family thing i got to see them I, once in a while
0: and and you know and also we do this for fun that's right we do this because we like doing it and and uh i you know i yeah if, if we if we if i spent like if I, if I treated this like a second job, yeah, we could probably, I don't know, work up enough YouTube stuff or do live stuff. I, maybe, yeah, I guess. I don't know. I'm doing other stuff, too.
1: In October, we just did our seventh year of, of Movies. We've been doing this for seven years. Oh, God, I'm so old. Holy shit. Yeah, I was in my 30s when we started this.
0: Yeah, so was I. Shut so, up. So
1: were you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thanks for making me feel older. I was in my 30s. What about you, Scott?
1: Uh, yeah, but we've been doing this seven years and got a couple of hundred episodes but, to show for it.
0: But but uh, what what I wanted to say was uh, I mean we've been doing this for a long time and we've kind of gotten into just a rhythm of doing what we want to do and and we it's not just like we I mean we don't just like all right this week we're going to tear apart this film and we're, you know let's, no. let's write all these let's you know let's write a series of funny jokes and just you know make fun of this and, and it's not like a mystery science theater three thousand thing you know which it would be great if we had the time and energy to do it. But the one thing I I like about us uh, that we bring to the show and that we do on the show is that even though we're saying that we watch bad movies and review them, we we are so willing to embrace, like, coolness, whether it's intentional or not, in bad films. Right. I mean, just look at how much we love Jaws 3. (laughs) And for all the wrong reasons... You know, again, Superman three, yes, not a good film. I still say it's the best Superman film ever. And there's like these little strokes of genius in there. Sure. Uh, I mean, I mean, i I still junkyard to this day. Junkyard scene that, alone. That, pardon?
1: The junkyard scene alone.
0: Yeah, and speaking of junkyards, street trash.
1: Street trash.
0: I and I still argue one of the best screenplays you'll ever find in a low budget film. Great. J- you know, I just there are glimmers and it's just weird low budget films you have a better chance of finding those flashes of inspiration than you do in like a big lucas film fucktacular because it's all just okay we have to put on a show let's you know bring out the dwarves yeah and uh get the get whoever's like hot this month uh, for the for the lead attractive guy you know the one without deformities mm-hmm. and then let's just throw magic at it and see what happens it's there's just a lameness to it is willow a bad movie yeah yeah. It was fine for family audiences and if you're going just to, if you like fantasy films where people have stupid names, then you'll you'll probably have a better affection for it than we did.
1: But the best thing in this movie is the score.
0: No, it, I hate I hated the score. I was like, "Oh, so they're reusing the Amazing Stories score again."
1: Uh well yeah, which was also a George Lucas vehicle. But uh, uh-huh. I, I'm not saying well okay, you could take it as oh, I like the score, but what I'm saying is the best thing in this film is the score
0: <laughs> because I'm so used to it by now that it's just like, oh that music. okay.
1: Yeah, it, it just I seems like it's the it most all. produced part of the movie is the score. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, I think my, I think one of the, the few parts of the film that I actually laughed at is at the beginning, the um, soothsayer or whatever he is uh after the his her daughter leaves to find it, her, the uh baby yeah he says yeah i've seen i've seen it uh foretold she will betray you eventually and she's like i i trust her more than i trust you <laughs> then he fast forward to where she says mother it's like i you know you stop that or, or no, no the guy comes back and says your daughter she has uh she has betrayed you and then they cut to him and he doesn't say a word and all I'm thinking is, like, told you so. <laughs> <laughs> and they come back. But there's, like, there's such a pause where could they should have. Like, if it was an MST3K, they would have said, told you so. It was perfect.
1: <laughs> if there's but, a, like, if there's didn't a riff track. Like, he, if there's
0: he a didn't, riff- he, like, they showed him, but he didn't, like, make a mock face. He didn't make any right. reference to it. It was just there. Yeah. <laughs> like, I laughed because it wasn't there. That's <laughs> what I'm saying.
1: <laughs> is there a riff track to this? No if there is, they probably did it. they probably what they realistically well, put they, in there th- if it does exist to
0: do it yeah is awkward <laughs> Well that would be like the first half hour of the movie Oh yeah ay, oh. Ay, ay. and then they would and here's the thing you don't do in a, in a film with dwarves draw attention to their fingers. Oh boy. <laughs> Billy Barty's like, yeah, you have to pick the which finger holds the mysteries of the universe. And then he holds out his misshapen, crinkly little sausage link. fingers. <laughs> and then the other ones are holding up their little... Stubby hands and touching his and, and he's then, curling them up in that un, odd way because like the knuckles are are not where they should be on a human hand and like a good and the whole scene's like a minute long and all you do is looking at dwarf hands like, like curling and pointing and gesturing <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then Warwick Davis's like perfect hand modeling hands yeah <laughs> it's like if he was if he was a, a kind of a successful actor he could probably be a hand model. <laughs> He's like he reaches in. It's like oh, normal-looking hand, but on a dwarf body.
0: That's... And you know, considering the fact that he spends most of the movie like waving the wand and holding the baby, yeah. I look! You see that dwarf with like that, that? Like it has like a not so misshapen face, and his hands look normal. We should have him do the lead. It's just it's exploitative in that way that you know that's the only reason he's got that role. Right. It's not because he's a great actor, because he's not. Not and not to his detriment, he's 17 true you know he did okay considering
1: what, what did he do after this because i don't I, remember seeing him in literally anything for years oh uh, all I'm, right
0: i'm gonna look him up i'm already looking i'm already there you you, you raised the question i jumped on it wow he's born in and, 1970 uh, i did uh tv stuff oh he's, princess and the dwarf oh, i want know what character he played
1: yeah, he's, <laughs> he's only 46 years old.
0: Oh, he was in Leprechaun.
1: Oh, that's right. That's what he's he famous leprechaun. for. He made a, a shit ton of those movies.
0: Yeah, uh, I think there was there's four uh, all in the span of four years. I think they made Three seven years, really. total. Yeah, then they, did, they brought it back later, like Leprechaun in the Hood, shit like that. Yeah.
1: So, okay, so after Willow... After Willow, he kind of did a couple of little things, like you said, Princess and the Dwarf, Zorro, some TV a lot stuff. Of leprechauns. Yeah, he didn't do a movie again until Leprechaun, and then that whole franchise.
0: Right. Oh my. Because again, what roles are out there for dwarves? He's playing a Leprechaun, he's playing a Dwarf, he's in the Tenth Kingdom, he's in Leprechaun and the Hood. Well, Lep- that's another Leprechaun film. Leprechaun. Then Harry Potter comes around, and like, oh good, I can play a goblin.
1: Leprechaun 4. In space.
0: <laughs> never saw that one. <coughs> oh now this I did I didn't realize. I never knew he played Marvin in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh really? The not the T V show, but the two thousand five movie the movie movie. Was there yeah. even a need for that? Sure. Yeah, that was a walk Why if if there was a need to have a a dwarf in R two D two, there was a need to have one in, in Marvin.
1: Well, you know what, too? Um, Well, he wasn't R2-D2, but that's uh, Jim Henson's company did all the the puppetry and everything for that, so he had a a, not an in, but it was probably Mm -hmm. easy for easier for him to get into that. Oh, look, a lemur. (laughs) Makes me think of Cannibal Holocaust. Um, (laughs) He was in Ray? Played hmm. o- he he was played Oberon and Ray. This is weird. Yeah, you,
0: you know what I you know what I'm not seeing him in. What's that? Game of Thrones. <laughs> what happened to those doors
1: being open? Yeah, yeah, Okay, real quick, funny story. Okay.
0: Well, we're talking dwarves, so it's gonna be funny.
1: Okay, so Mary Ellen, because uh, we actually we watched the show uh, Game of Thrones. We're we're actually we're big fans of the show. I, so, <clears throat> Peter Dinklage obviously is—he's uh, uh, in there. He plays uh, what's his face? Some dwarf, yeah. He plays yeah, I can't remember his name. I'm not going to look it up. But anyway, um, Mary Ellen comes up to me and says, "George R. R. Martin, who wrote all the books, said that his—he intended for Warwick Davis to be in." Game of Thrones as oh Tyrion Lannister I remember um, to be Tyrion Lannister uh, in Game of Thrones and because there's been not a falling out but just a change of the thought process of that actor they're removing all of Peter Dinklage in the the in the previous seasons and whatnot and they're digitally inserting Warwick Davis like. CGIing his face on his body and everything. So she, Mary Ellen comes up to me. Hold on, hold on, hold on. She comes up to me and she says, they're doing that. Can you believe it? And I said, really? No. I, I said, show me the article. And she shows me the article. And I said, uh, this was written yesterday. And uh, this, this is a couple of years ago. But uh, I said, this was written yesterday. She's like, yeah. And I go, well, what day is today? She says, April 2nd. Thank you. And I walk away. <laughs> <laughs> and then as I'm walking away, she just goes, oh! <laughs> 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 yeah. Sure. Sure, they're doing that. Mm. Uh-huh. <laughs>
0: on a side note, have you, have you noticed that every film that Casey Affleck like in is in now, like they make sure that on the poster for the movie he looks cold?
1: He <laughs> yeah he gets hands in his pockets,
0: yeah, it always looks like he's got a chill
1: uh Manchester by the Sea. that's his new film this year. yeah, um they're saying not only nominated for best Picture, but they say there's a very very good chance that he walks away with the best actor uh, uh Oscar
0: yeah
1: uh, w- i'm very uh very much, much looking hype. forward to this year's nominations just because I'm curious what they're going to do. Because there are films like Arrival that I've heard nothing but good things about. It's a sci-fi kind of thriller. And they're saying that it's got a twist ending. And usually movies like that are not nominated for Best Picture. But they're saying that it probably will be. Well,
0: we've been through this all before. Now that they have... Ten, Ten uh, slots. Yeah, they're a little more lenient for what they nominate Best Picture, so it might get in there just so they have a sci fi film that's popular.
1: Sure. No, I, I don't doubt it.
0: Name me one. Name me one other sci fi film this year that's like eligible. No, none. That's what I thought.
1: Yeah. Not out there. <laughs>
0: nope. I just, I'm just curious to see how many black people get nominated this year. White <laughs> gold. Because,
1: <laughs> well, here's the here's the, never gets old. Well, here's the thing. Um, not that... Uh, okay, I'm just going to go say it. They're going to nominate people that don't deserve to be nominated because they just don't want to hear about it. Okay? Denzel Washington will be nominated for Fences because he's Denzel Washington. But there are another other films like uh, Birth of a Nation, uh, which did not get good reviews. Um, there are films like that that might get nominated, or, or Best you know Actor, uh, might, he might get nominated for that. But... It's it's gonna be an undeserving nomination. Like the whole point is to nominate the best people. So it's just gonna be listen, we're just gonna throw a bunch of votes at this because who wants to hear this shit again? I really do. I th- I think that might happen.
0: I, I don't think they'll get, I don't think they'll nominate people that don't deserve it. I think it'll just force their hand to make sure that they include some black actors.
1: I'm just saying, re- I'm saying that there's 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 going to be other more eligible, nom- you know, like people that should be nominated that won't be, and uh, you know unfortunately what? they're probably going to all be white,
0: because they just <laughs> no. don't
1: make enough black cinema.
0: I, I, the only th- well, I've made that argument myself, and have you have did you see the thing where recently, um, um, what's his name, the guy that makes all the black movies?
1: Oh yeah. Um... Uh, Medea, uh, yes. Uh, Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry.
0: Apparently, I don't watch television anymore. I've totally divorced myself from it, uh, at least as far as broadcast television. Uh, but apparently, he has a TV show that's a that's like a white cast, majority white cast. Oh, really? And he's been getting a lot of flack for it from the black community.
1: I'm sure he gets flack for being a Star Trek fan too.
0: <laughs> and apparently, he's gotten really pissy about it, and saying he's like, y- you know what? you know, why can't I make a film of a TV show with white people in it? Right, well... (laughs) Yeah, and and he says, like, look how many black jobs I've made in the community with, like, all the black, you know, the black-centric... And I'm paraphrasing all of this. He didn't say black-centric. I'm just saying these words. But he said, uh, you know, look at all the shit I did with all these Tyler Perry movies. Look at the empire I made. Look at all the black entertainers and black people I've given jobs to. And you're getting on my shit because I have a TV show with white people in it. What the fuck? (laughs) And and I, I... it's like there's definitely a middle ground, and I think Tyler Perry's there, where do what you want, and that's it. Yeah, The academy is its own entity. They can nominate whoever the fuck they want to. They don't ha- it's not a government function. they don't owe anybody. They are a private organization that's dedicated solely to patting themselves on the fucking back.
1: That's all it is. And they uh, they have a new president of the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences, and she's black, and she said, there's going to be some big changes.
0: Yeah, and and I'd love to hear, I I can't wait to hear what those changes are this year, where she says you have to make sure you dominate a black person.
1: Well, and that's the thing, and you know what, in the end, it don't fucking matter, because like you said, it's all just, we're the best, we're giving ourselves awards, it's like, a couple of billion people watch it, and I used to really look forward to it, Uh, but I don't anymore. I don't care. The only thing no. that I actually look forward to are the Best Picture nominations because we now review them, and I enjoy that. Yeah. You know, I want to yeah. watch films that are nominated for Best Picture because I know that we're going to do that, and I enjoy I it. I
0: won't be forced to watch *About a Boy*.
1: <laughs> uh, like this year, I, I, one of my favorite films, possibly my favorite film of 2016, was, and I've already told you about it, was the film *Nocturnal Animals*.
0: Yes, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing that.
1: Thought it was excellent. And I thought it was so good that I now want to I want to read the novel that it was based on. I had no idea that it was based on a novel, and the novel's called Tony and Susan, which was written in nineteen ninety three. Um and I heard that they changed a few things from the novel to the film, and I already know that I like the changes that they made for the film that I know That I won't enjoy it as much in the book.
0: You sure the name's Tony and Susan? Yeah. I have to look up the author. What was the name of the film again?
1: Nocturnal Animals. Okay. Did you find it?
0: Uh, I, I was looking for the author's name. Austin Wright. Okay. Did we exhaust Willow? Is there anything else we wanted to talk about on on Willow? I mean, no, no, it's just it's yeah, we're done. (laughs) I I, I felt kind of bad too watching it because as I'm watching, I'm like, oh, it's a family film. How much can you make fun of a family film for being a stupid movie? True. Seriously, you know, it's again, it's it's geared towards a certain audience. It hits that audience. I've got, again, I've got personal issues with the exploitation of the dwarves in the film, and 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 the the. Dwarf children. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, and, oh, there it is. Okay, I found it. Um, I was just looking at if if I had it available. This
1: is rated very high on IMDb.
0: It shouldn't be, I, but
1: I, it, it it is rated very high on IMDb.
0: Ah, people grew up with the shit. You know what? You know
1: what can you expect? Yeah, I mean, you can do the demographics because that's your thing. But sevens and eights. That is the majority.
0: Uh, I'd give it a five.
1: I would give it a five.
0: It's five but it is it's, it's average. Oh, I gotta sign in. Come
1: on. But yeah, it's one of those movies where it's like, holy shit, this is uh this is a lot higher than it than it should be.
0: Alright, we rated it five. Uh demographics nothing spectacular uh <laughs> males age 45 and older are the lowest that's us yeah that's us 6.9 <laughs> average um f- females age 30 to 44 gave it the highest that's your wife that's 7.7 7. <laughs>
1: and and females overall gave it the highest score at 7.6 oh yeah of course 6. it's a
0: fantasy film and val kilmer's the lead of course women gave it a higher so dreamy yes IMDB staff, seventeen of them reviewed rated this fucking film. Six point nine. Six point nine. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing special there. Now, here was my thought. I think there should be a caveat to every challenge. Okay. Here's what I was say. Like, for example, I challenged Willow to you. Yes, you did. I think, as the challenger, I should be able to, to post one. Um, Recommendation. Rule. Oh, one rule. rule. Like for instance, like I would say, Willow, and your challenge to me can't be anything involving dwarves. Got it. Now I'm not going to do that this round because you already have stuff picked, but I think we can start doing that just to, if we want to push things in a certain direction. It's like, yeah, you know what? Yeah, I know I'm challenging you a film with car races in it, but let's not do fucking car races for the next five months. So, <laughs> you know, or if you want, you know, or yeah, I, I know the easy out is to pick something with Val Kilmer, but you know we're not going to do that. So I, I think the whoever challenges can make one restriction. It doesn't have to be on the show that the challenge is made, but it it has to be before the next show so the other person can kind of go along with that. Okay. All right, just an idea. I I thought to myself, you really can't challenge a dwarf film after this because it's fucking ridiculous. As much as I'd like to do Under the Rainbow officially, because you said we didn't do that. I could have sworn we did. No, we haven't done it because right, because as much as I'd like to do one the rainbow I can't do tw- dwarf films back to back it's just it's no, and, that's, and that's
1: fine because that's not your challenge I was another I, one
0: there's another one lead role uh, pretty dwarf
1: but true yes so okay so well, all right so my thought process on this was yeah I could do a, another dwarf film I do Time Bandits, but I, lo- I love Time Bandits. It, it would be one of those episodes it. where it's yeah. like, I can't do that. But I was thinking, okay, maybe we could do Time Bandits, and then I was thinking, then Under the Rainbow came up recently, and Carrie Fisher just died, and I was like, maybe we'll do that. You know? And then, and I was saying... Damn, that
0: okay. would be topical, wouldn't it? Yeah.
1: Y- yes, it would be. And I was like, well, you know...
0: Yeah, we're it- not good at doing topical, are we?
1: No, we're not. I mean, we did it when Philip Seymour Hoffman died, and I kind of still feel bad about it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He would have wanted it that way.
1: He would have wanted it that way. Um, So, then I started thinking, well, then I can go Eric the Viking, (laughs) the film Eric the Viking, and then I was like, well, what about the actor that was in Willow, the deadbeat father? We can go Superman Three
0: we did superman 3 we
1: didn't do superman 3 Damn we, talk, we I talked have about sworn. it a lot.
0: I, I, I gotta start like getting the list together because i swear it's half the time you're just lying to me
1: <laughs> dale rontree did the the list for us it's not 100 percent complete because um there uh we we kind of go off on little tangents on other films and do like informal reviews that's where do, I get lost because we we'll, do,
0: yeah. we'll, you know say, Oh, I thought we did that. No, we just talked about it for half an hour. Isn't that the same thing? It is
1: kind of the same. I mean, we <laughs> talked about Superman three about fifteen minutes tonight. <laughs> so Um but then I'm thinking, okay, it's gotta be the deadbeat dad, that actor, but it's not Superman three. So I'll give you okay. a hint. It is a is a, it it is a part of a sequel, and it is a third part. And that alone should make it very easy for you to guess.
0: It's a bit vague though.
1: He's a bad guy. The leader. Has a sharp
0: He's the leader what? of he's a leader of a gang. Gang. What year? 19, are we talking 1985. 80s film. He's a leader of a gang?
1: Yes. And it's the third film in. Uh, at the time, it was is, just a trilogy, but
0: is he in all? Is he in in, in all three of them, or just no, this one?
1: No, no, he's just in the third film as a gang leader.
0: It's not lethal weapon.
1: Probably my favorite gang leader because he has a solid red stripe right down the middle of his head where he has no oh. no hair. He's got like the losing all of his hair, horseshoe hair. He's got a solid red stripe going down the. Not middle. Not
0: the Warriors.
1: Not the Warriors. I'm trying to blank. Okay. Any other hints? Um. Well, if I'm I give you if I give you this next hint, you 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 will guess it.
0: Well, give me a hint that I won't just guess it.
1: Huh. No other hints. Um.
0: Other care. Other actors. Okay, I'll you give,
1: I'll a give you a line in the film. How's that?
0: All right. What
1: what are those? Teeth.
0: Hmm. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on! <laughs> oh, it hurts! Oh, it hurts! God damn it! What is it? I'm gonna hate myself when I don't get this, aren't I?
1: Yes, you are. You're gonna hate yourself oh. a lot because I've given you the actor. I've given oh, you what he oh, looks oh, like. Oh,
0: oh, all right. Get one of those teeth. Right, death Wish three.
1: It's fucking
0: Death Wish. Death Wish three. Okay.
1: Your journey had just begun. <laughs>
0: which is my favorite death wish film
1: which we've talked about but never talked about we've never formally reviewed it
0: now and we reviewed death wish one
1: we did review the first death wish yeah
0: yeah clown hammer
1: clown hammer now
0: ah yeah
1: now i was going death wish 3 but oh that's not the challenge no it is the challenge okay but i always if i can i always say well but we could also do this and i leave it up to you sometimes now there's a film that val kilmer did that was directed by francis ford coppola which is supposed to be atrocious um and it's called here i how fucking old is this movie it's not that old uh it's got a weird name. It's got like it's like XY or something like that. Twix. I was thinking X, but yes. Uh Twixed. And Twix.
0: Yeah, you know, I think I saw like the first half hour of this film.
1: Yeah. And yeah,
0: it's... yeah, yeah. Uh it, it was on Netflix and Holly put it on. And after about fifteen or twenty minutes she gave up and I and I went with her.
1: So <sighs> it was never formally released. Theatrically, it was Uh released in California, San Francisco Film Festival, but it was never actually released, like, theatrically. And then it went video on demand in uh, 2013. So the film was made in 2011, went to a film festival for the first time in the U.S. in 2012, and then was uh, video released, video on demand in 2013. So, I don't know this doesn't really fall within our guideline as a theatrical release, yeah, even though it was at a film festival but <clears throat> i I kind of want to bring back, and we could do the do it another time I, and I gotta remember the name of it because you had a good name for it, but we were doing the um the Netflix reviews,
0: oh, the play at home, yeah,
1: the play at home game, was that what it was called?
0: It was something like that, yeah,
1: yeah, so, and that's how we reviewed um uh. Uh, Birdemic, you know, we did another film. This was I, like,
0: create, I created that specifically because I watched that one really bad one. on Netflix is like, there's no fucking way you're not watching this.
1: Yes, I, I forget what it was, but <laughs> it was like got to talk about this film. Some deranged uh, like killer guy uh, running around killing all these. Uh, the you
0: know, thing with the school bus.
1: Pretty uh,
0: teenagers. Um, like there was a school bus in the first part of it. Yes, yes. And they found there was a castle in the desert at one point, and yep. then there was a weird twist about a. Like an inbred cousin or something that just you know. Awful, absolutely <laughs> awful.
1: Um, but yes, we did that. We did Birdemic, and then we never brought that back. We only did it like two or three films with that.
0: Well, it's too easy, you know. You could, you, you could. That's a rabbit hole you don't want to fall down. Just doing right. direct but you know, I, direct streaming as opposed to direct video. But every
1: once in a while, I want to bring it back for films like Twixt.
0: You mm-hmm. know. Well, I, I think every now and then we should have that as a possibility. Yeah, Uh, but in this case, I want to bring. I I think we should stick in the '80s and do Death Wish three. Oh yeah, one because I love the film, and two, just because. uh, And I'm going to mention this if anybody listening has not seen Electric Boogaloo, the (laughs) documentary.
1: Uh, Is that what it's? That's what it's called, right? Yeah, Electric Electric Boogaloo. Boogaloo, Yeah. Yep.
0: You've got to see it, and the only reason it comes to mind now is the minute you say Death Wish three, and I'm thinking about it, I flash right back to the documentary with Alex Winters. Uh, from Bill and Ted. Yeah. Talking shit about um Charles oh, Bronson. Charles Bronson. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, he's taking a car from his trailer to the like down the street to the scene. <laughs> Cuz he was an extra on that film. And they're like chauffeuring him around like 20 like 20 feet. <laughs> he's like pissed about it. <laughs> Funny.
1: <laughs> yeah, when you're a struggling actor trying to make it, because he hadn't hadn't hit hit bill and ted yet he was only uh, he was like three years removed from it
0: that was his first major film yeah
1: yeah i mean he did lost boys which he had a small part in right Uh, non-speaking role i believe uh so he did death wish then he did uh lost boys and then bill and ted is what you know put him on the map oh yeah and then Um... idiot box which i love can't really I, find it anywhere
0: there, there are some episodes on youtube but not all of them
1: yeah and they only had it one season i think there's only like 12 episodes 15 not
0: yeah barely not not even i don't, I don't even think it's 12 i think it's like eight
1: so how does that six. how does that not find its way i can't even find it on torrent and i don't use torrent
0: well you know what the problem is it was back back then you had if no one recorded it that's it. It's not like it's not, everything's being digitally saved now. Yeah. So no, you can get true. TV shows usually. But uh, you know my problem with that. But stuff like that, if no one kept a good VHS copy of it, you're fucked. I mean, and, and,
1: think of it this way someone recorded the Star Wars Holiday Special, and it's the best copy you can get. And it was recorded on, like, Betamax.
0: Well, that, that's, that's probably from, like, a, an archive <clears> somewhere. <throat>
1: No, it's uh, it's from someone's like personal collection, which they ripped it and put it on the really? internet. Yeah, oh, okay,
0: yeah. That's what they said. That's what they.
1: Personal collection. <laughs> well, Lucas, Lucas buried that, and
0: as he should
1: have, he buried that, and he didn't want that to to you know, resurface at all. And it was being bootlegged all through the '80s, but as soon as Rip we Trax had, has it. We, yes, that's the version I have. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I have.
0: I that's have right. And I talk. don't have that. You have to give that to me.
1: Oh, okay. So,
0: um, but yeah, but I, I'm 100 percent for Death Wish Three, and I think if if we can get that clip of Alex Winter shit talking Bronson, that should be at the opening of the show next week.
1: Oh, I can absolutely get that. that yeah, nothing,
0: not something from the movie, but that line. Yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think that sounds good. Death Wish Three, and is that that's not the video I have, it is it? Yeah, I actually own the VHS tape of that. Oh, dear Lord. I got it a yard I got it, no I got a uh, Goodwill for a dollar. It's up on my bookshelf right next to Die Laughing VHS box. They're the big oversized boxes, so it's worth keeping.
1: Yeah, one of the one of the last VHS tapes I own is Death Row Game Show, which was just released on Blu-ray. What the fuck? How the fuck did that happen? What a beautiful copy of it, too. Better than it yeah. better, better than it deserves, I'll tell you that.
0: I'm not gonna take long on this but I, you and i have straddled two eras the era of vhs yep and and vhs bootleg trading mm-hmm. and the digital age yeah DVDs right in the middle
1: yes laser disc you know in there as well
0: right so there was a point where i was the go-to person for movies yes you were because i had like dozens of people online i would trade with i had a double-decker vcr with the built-in copyguard bypass i, I had it at work and i would copy videotapes all day yeah. and i would mail them to people and they would mail me copies of stuff they had and you would get shit that you couldn't find anywhere because the only place you got movies was on cable or at the video store so if it wasn't released in america you didn't get it yeah or, or if it played on tv in america <clears throat> so stuff that wasn't playing on cable you sh- you shit out of luck and so there was a turning point where that became obsolete. And I remember exactly the moment when I realized that I was no longer the go-to movie guy. <laughs> was when, I, I think it's Lucio Fulci's The New York Ripper came out okay. on DVD. Oh, wow. And I, if, if this is the film that was not released in America, as far as I know. Uh, was Couldn't find a copy of it. And it's the one where the serial killer is killing prostitutes and when he does he talks like Donald Duck. Oh god, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. And it came, and I and I remember looking online and it was coming out on DVD with audio commentary and I was like I I've, I've ended a chapter of my life.
1: <laughs> I'm not that guy anymore.
0: Just just burn the tapes. Yeah, I, I remember going to the parties and with a box of videotapes. I'm like, "Oh, I remember the big thing was, hey, you know that crushing head scene from the beginning of a uh, daily show? I've got the movie." Oh, that was the big yeah, thing. Story, that was like, wow, it's a real story, movie.
1: Story of Ricky. No one knew that.
0: It was like it was just you, you didn't know that unless you were in the, the 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 that underground. Yeah. And uh now, you know, now we're not special.
1: No, not <laughs> not, not not anymore.
0: <laughs> but that's the, that was the turning point for me. New York Ripper was
1: <laughs> <laughs> I remember you came to uh one of Doug's uh, uh New Year's Eve parties and uh you brought iron man uh Tetsuo uh, is it Tetsuo oh, That
0: yeah, Tetsuo the iron man okay Tetsuo Tetsuo yeah. the
1: iron man and uh, i'm watching it and i'm like where the fuck did you get this <laughs> and thank you for bringing it
0: <laughs> i mean you know i mean we're talking about back when like you know i'm trading for grainy uh video search of Miami copies of bullet in the head yeah or chow oh, yeah. fat and heart boiled i mean you know it was it was a whole genre that wasn't mainstream it was uh and that's the kind of stuff that got me the movies in general i went from horror films to hong kong action films and obscure cinema and that's where i got to be a real like film fan yeah because there's a difference between being a horror fan and being a film fan yeah. I, I i think there's a line
1: there is definitely a line yeah uh you know it was funny um Real quick, if we want to be nostalgic for a second, um, why <clears throat> after a year not look back? After I graduated high school, uh, after I graduated high school, after
0: I, you graduated uh, high school,
1: after I graduated high school, I kind of, I worked. I ended up going to work with my dad, uh, and I kind of fell off the map for like a good year. You know, didn't really talk with anybody. I kind of concentrated on, you know, uh, going to work and figuring that part of my life out. So, I uh, I called a friend of ours from back in the day, and uh, they said, you know, what are you doing tonight? Do you want to come and hang out? I said, yeah, sure. And that's th- the first night that I ever went to Doug's house, where we all hung out in the basement. And uh, and you were there. And I was like, holy shit, I know this guy. I went to uh, the high school gym with this guy. I was like, I love you this could, guy.
0: You couldn't <laughs> miss me in the gym.
1: That's right. But... Uh, and everyone was like, You know he's like, you know this guy, you know this guy. It's like I knew everybody and but there was the Belleville crowd and it was a Bluefield crowd, but uh-huh. I knew everybody, but not at the same time. And um the our one friend, uh, he was saying it's like, Yeah, you know, it's like you should talk to Scott. Uh he's got like some cool stuff, uh like movie wise. I'm like, Really? He's like, Yeah and He's like, he's got he's got some weird stuff, too. And I'm like, really? And he's like, he's like yeah, he's got this film called uh, Night of the Day. And before they started, I was like, Day of the Dawn of the Bride of the... And they're like, yeah. I'm like, you're right, I do have to talk to Scott. <laughs> I think Scott and I are going to be good friends. <laughs> and then that was kind of like the beginning, like the real beginning. I mean, we had high school gym, but we didn't really start hanging out for real until like right after high school, like 95... Yeah. So, but it was like night of the day of the dawn of the bride of the sun. It's like yeah, I got that too. <laughs> it's like I think I will be talking this. Oh, Scott has a laser disc player. Oh, so do I. Okay, this is this is gonna be this is this is a relationship I can get
0: into. <laughs> and, and, and as you're saying that, I know there's at least one person listening to the to the podcast. Like, what's a laser disc? Yeah. Like, ah,
1: oh. uh, you, you you bastards, yeah. you silly, silly bastards.
0: Never caught on. Even beta, when you said Betamax, I guarantee there was like a gap there too.
1: Oh yeah. Well, I mean, that was the <laughs> Beta what? The Beta what? Although uh, beta,
0: Betamax was more widespread than laser discs ever were. So,
1: uh, what? And you know what? You know what kept laser disc on the map? Japan. 40% of the population of Japan owned a Laserdisc player. So when DVDs had finally come out, which was like 95, 96-ish, um, when DVDs finally came out, it was a huge turning point for America because only 1% of our population owned Laserdisc uh, players for two reasons. One... Laserdisc players were like thousand dollars, two thousand dollars, depending on what you wanted. Uh, basically, what Pioneer was making, whether it was their elite systems or if it was their run-of-the-mill, which even those cost six to eight hundred bucks.
0: I um, didn't spend that much on a laserdisc player.
1: No, I spent. I,
0: prob- I probably spent around four or five hundred.
1: I spent three or four hundred on my first one. Yeah, it was single-sided. It didn't have the revolving laser. You had to get up to flip the disc. You know yep, all that had shit. Flip
0: the disc. Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: Um, I although I th- the the I do have a laser disc player now, which is just stuffed in my closet where I don't have to flip the disc.
0: Is that the one I have in my closet?
1: Uh no. The one you no,
0: have. No, I still have to flip the disc.
1: You have to flip the disc in that one, but okay. that is one of the best made players that they ever did. That is. That was uh, that was given to schools with a grant, so that has like extra connections uh, that a regular laserdisc player doesn't have, like serial ports and all kinds of crazy shit. That was like a two thousand dollar laserdisc player when that was was made. Oof. That w- that was one of the most expensive players ever, um, but it doesn't do doubles. It doesn't do double sided. Uh, But it's one of the best made ones and I tested it and everything it doesn't even have a problem uh, like like discs skipping or anything like that so anyway the transition from Laserdisc to DVD went swimmingly in America because only one percent of our population had it for two reasons one Laserdisc players were expensive two, movies were expensive. Nobody was going to pay $50, 70 $80 for a movie and then $200 for a box
0: set. Well, because they were still pricing them for rental stores. We've gone through all this before, too, how uh, for the longest time video, new videotapes were priced at $50, $60 because the video rental stores were buying them.
1: Well, Laserdiscs were priced even more than that you know your yeah, av- yeah, your no, average film. Yeah,
0: your average laserdisc yeah. special 50 bucks as well but, right but so. the thing
1: that laserdisc was doing that vhs wasn't is they were showing movies in their original like letterboxed format you mm-hmm. know they were they were releasing uh, audio commentaries on the disc because the data uh, that could be carried on it was so huge
0: it was really a film geek thing
1: absolutely i i missed you know, like you know where you said uh, where you knew you were out of the game was the lucio fulci Film, uh, I knew I was out of the game when I felt like I wasn't a part of like something special like that anymore. It was like, it's like really, it was like film geekdom where it was like, I have a laser disc player, I go to Kim's in New York City
0: and I I buy them
1: secondhand, and that just all went away. Mm -hmm. You know, one of my favorite things to do was uh, for my wife and I, it's like, let's go to New York City, let's go get dinner. Let's go to Kim's. Let's walk around the village. And then let's, you know, we'll hang out and then we'll go home. I'd I'd walk out of Kim's with three, four, five Laserdiscs and spend like 50 bucks because they were selling them at $10 uh, $10 a pop. Mm -hmm. I had a couple of hundred Laserdisc movies at one point as part of my collection and loved every minute of it. And I had box sets. And, you know, one of my favorite box sets was One Full Over the Cuckoo's Nest, which was a coffee table book. Which had three versions of the script. The one they used. The one that the author wrote that the studio didn't like. They said you strayed away from your own novel too much. And then they had the... Um, they had uh, like an alternate like version of the script in there. So it was... And it had great pictures. And it was like a four Laserdisc set. But anyway. In Japan. 40% of the population owned Laserdiscs. And... It was... A, it was not as smooth a transition for them because they said, well, we have this other format. We don't want this. Because the difference between LaserDisc and DVD was 25 lines of resolution at the time. LaserDisc was... uh, Or, I'm sorry, 75 lines of resolution. LaserDisc was like 400 to 425 lines of resolution. And DVD was like 500, which eventually became 525. But it was like, the resolution difference wasn't that huge, Japan did not want anything to do with it. Eventually, they merged over. Well, yeah. But But it's where I am now. It's where I am now with DVD and Blu-ray and now this 4K Blu-ray format that they have. It's like, you know what? I got like 700 movies that I've actually purchased on DVD on my wall because I figured those, I'd have those forever, you know, no, I had never thought down the line that uh, there would be something like 1080p or 4K. So now it's like when Blu-ray comes out, it's like, I'm not going to rebuild this whole movie collection. I just, I can't. It, it, this cost, if I added up all the money I spent on this, f- thousands of dollars. Like, I'm not doing that again. Nope. So I never converted, well, I converted some movies to Blu-ray, but not everything. I should actually, and here's the saddest part. If I took all of these movies on the wall, aside from the special editions that are actually worth real money, if I took all of them off the wall and sold them on eBay, I'd be lucky if I got a hundred bucks for all the movies. (laughs) Pretty much. Swear to God, I've seen 500, you know, 700 movie collections going on eBay for like $80, $100. And there, people are doing, like, $20 shipping or free shipping because no one's paying more money for that shit. It's fucking nuts. I just look at my <sighs> wall and I'm like, how, I can't. How, uh.
0: I know, I was there. You, you know, m- you remember my video collection. Yes, I do. Yep. But uh, we're in a new era now. A streaming and, era.
1: That's right. An ethereal era. The ther- era of magic.
0: The ther- eldwins. Eldwins. Uh, Creepy-looking dwarf children.
1: Your journey is just beginning.
0: It's just beginning, Joey.
1: <laughs> it's just beginning.
0: And on that note, I think we should end.
1: I think. I think we should too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it it's like a perfect ending. Yes, our journey. Until so I said it's is, a perfect
1: ending, I ruined it. It's just ending.
0: It's just ending now.
1: <laughs> it's just ending now. <laughs> uh, all right, let's go ahead and end this shit. Ah, uh, thank you, everyone. This is episode, uh, what, 226 of Movie Sucktastic. Sure. As always, thank you for joining us. Let me lower the volume on that just a little bit. I can't get it. There it is. Okay. Uh, you can go to our website at moviesucktastic.com, download all the shows there. You can listen to the shows there, or you can tune in live every Thursday at 8 o'clock. And you can enjoy the show with us live. You can go to iTunes, and you can also download the show or listen to it right from there as well. If you go there, make sure you leave us a review. We always appreciate it. You can go to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash moviesucktastic. Everything from trailers to what we're going to talk about on the show to just anything movie-related goes there. Uh, I suggest you go and subscribe. Uh, I think you'll enjoy it. Uh, You can go to our Tumblr page at... Moviesucktastic.tumblr.com. Scott likes to keep that up to date. He does a very good job with it. You should go visit it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You can, uh, if you want to email us, the address is themovieguys at moviesucktastic.com. Uh, you can also leave us voicemail, which for some reason still doesn't work. I have to actually call someone at Skype, I think.
0: Motherfuckers. Um,
1: I know. Uh, the number is 908 514 4470 nine oh eight five one four 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 seven zero uh... you can also download the free android app for your uh... android device phone tablet whatever you're using and everything i just said is in there and that's one hundred percent free um, you can also go to the mobile version of our website for your iphone um, that uh... again i'm still working on a way for you to listen uh, to shows through there because I have to do something fancy and I just don't have a fucking time But uh, but that about does it. Do you have any words of wisdom, Mister Wilson?
0: You are a great warrior. <laughs>
1: yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> dwarf children are gross.
1: Whoa. All right, everybody. <laughs> we will we'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. You okay there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> little fingers.